Hey, how you doing? I'm so happy personally, because right now, I mean, Jeremy Lin, he came to the NBA, and for me, the guy's inspiration. He's the literal definition of hard work, perseverance, faith, and dreams, and so many more things. And I know that sounds cheesy, but he is an inspiration to me. So I'm so happy Jeremy Lin came back to the NBA from the CBA. And let's get this episode started. <laughs> Uh, hey, this is not the me that is recording the episode right now, the Jeremy Lin episode. This is the me that is editing this episode. And as I'm listening to this, I say at the end, um, let me know if this format is good. And I just want to acknowledge that quickly, but also say this episode is super depressing. I can already tell somehow the audio quality got worse. And um, I really don't like this format, but it's a one-time thing just to honor Jay Lin. And uh, with that in mind, that weird cut, uh, it's going to be really weird going back into the episode. But, uh, going back to the episode, I guess. Hey, just wanted to share his story in this episode and talk about him and summarize some lessons from his story. One or two days late, most of this information is from his famous speech and a YouTube video, which I'll link down below. And I'm just gonna say this, this is just me adding my perspective on the two videos, so forgive me if I don't cite the information every time. It was late because I wanted to see what bi-weekly uploading was like. Um, I've seen it and I'm probably not gonna go back to that. Jeremy Lin, he started off with adversity, and it was a lot of it. He was taken hit after hit, he said reflecting in his speech. From nothing, to being accepted into a D1 college, then undrafted, then benched, wavered, traded, and then traded again. It was hard, starting off his NBA career with the Warriors and then being wavered, he ended up with the Rockets. There was some team chemistry there with the Rockets, but again he wasn't given the spotlight or too many chances, even any if all which is what would have been ideal or even necessary for him to show his true potential. And one of the lessons in his speech that kept him through was not giving up, really basic, he said. For him, work and pain comes through in the waiting, but it revealed character because he trained more than almost everyone in the league. And even though he felt that his hard work never paid off, he said, don't disqualify what God wants you to do in your life by giving up. And I mean, looking at it now, he did that. He ended up at the New York Knicks, which according to Lynn, was a last chance. It was an act of hope. He approached the Knicks with this being his last chance to actually be recognized in the NBA and have a chance at a championship at his dream and to lead a team. He said, I'm going to give my best effort. And if I go down, I'm going to make sure I'm going down my way. But the Knicks didn't believe in him and they just signed him basically like a third stringer. Luckily, he did get something, uh, a game that he could actually play decent minutes in, the Nets versus the Knicks, and he was calm, and he began his real career. This is where Lin Sanity all started out, starting Lin Sanity with 25 points against the Nets. He shined in that game. According to the vid, he was in tears in the shower. This is where it all started, specifically for Asian Americans. YouTube comments are so relatable. And one of them stated, this is the guy who inspired Asians to drop out of college and pursue their hoop dreams. Which, as an Asian Canadian, I know for a fact that's true. He started the next game and Carmelo Anthony, the star player, got injured against the Jazz. The more famous game, though, was against the legend Kobe. Um, I can't believe he's dead. I mean, it's crazy. Rest in peace too, Kobe. And before the game, Kobe was questioned by the media about Lin's performance and Kobe responded, I don't know what who you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Lynn responded with an aggressive mentality and 38 points against the Lakers. 
doing just fine. He sadly, he hit a game-winning shot later on against the Raptors. I mean, come on, Lynn. You can win against any team, just not against the Raptors. At the top of his career, though, things got worse. Lynn's sanity was starting to fade. Knicks fans, Asians, underdogs, and general basketball fans now have responded with so much anger and regret to what happened then. He was cut from the team after Carmelo wanted him off, and it was an unbelievable reaction then and now. Then his career went downhill from there, occasionally doing well in a couple of Lakers games. There wasn't much hope, but again Lynn didn't give in. Don't give in, waiting had purpose for him, it revealed his fears, he knew God didn't want to waste his pain. And God's job wasn't just to make him more happy, it was also to make him more Christ-like. And that's why Jalen said he had been put through the desert. Desert was his waiting, and in there God killed everything that didn't truly matter. And that's when God got his attention. From there, he played for the Brooklyn Nets. Lynn, in his speech, described it as, I had the chance to be the player I wanted to be. And there, there was a chance for Lynn Sanity to come back. Jalen was real and doing well. There was hope. Uh, but then one year of injury, two years, in the prime of my career, I was traded to the worst team in the Eastern Conference, and it was hard because of age and rebuilding, as Jeremy described it. But there was one more last shot with the Raptors. Uh, I remember I was so happy when he came, one of my favorite players finally on my favorite team, my only team. He had excitement, but he also had his worst shooting of his year. Barely playing in the finals against the Warriors, he did end up with the championship, and he thought it would be better but it wasn't. Instead, the next season was a lot different because he didn't end up having a season in the NBA. It was in the CBA. He said that it felt like the NBA had given up on him. Free agency had been tough. And sadly, that was true. It was the last straw that broke the camel's back. Throughout adversity, he has struggled immensely. For him, one of the more known parts of the speech was how he described rock bottom. Rock bottom seems to just be getting more and more rock bottom. He broke down saying, man, it's hard. Life is hard. And tears saying, and I've given more of myself to God every year, and every year it's harder. And now he was on a stage and said, talk about a championship I feel like I haven't really earned. Talk about a future that I don't know if I want to have. And all he wanted to be was an image of triumph of God working miracles through me. The most important lesson for him is that it is so easy to see if you observe him. It's that it's not losing hope. He was waiting to hope things can get better. When he came to them with that speech, he knew he had a broken heart. And in his mind, he knew or thought that he might never be the player he thought he could be. And the odds are he wouldn't. He said that out loud. And that's, I mean, that's crazy humble. But he wanted to tell you to not lose hope. And if he could be only one thing, it's that he didn't give up hope on God. Because if he didn't have that relationship, according to him, you would have probably quit a long time ago. When you know who you are, it doesn't matter who you're not. And that's a great quote in my opinion. And throughout this episode, I summarized three lessons that he shared in his speech. Not sure if you noticed, and uh, that was because I wanted to make this less quote-unquote preachy, but also short. Before I wrap this up, two other things that he said was that he was given the free gift of grace to live and to play basketball. And he wanted to tell people about that. And the other was that he knew his life wasn't the worst. Other people had it worse. And he wanted to tell them to put one foot in the other, even if you can't see in the dark, because God can. It was just one foot in front of the other. And now with his feet approaching back into the NBA, 
I mean, maybe he'll go back to the Knicks. He'll be a nice reunion. And for those of you who are NBA fans and also know that the Knicks suck, I mean, maybe Jeremy Lin and R.J. Barrett can bring back something for that organization. Of course, I mean, I would want him to come to the Raptors, uh, but I know that doesn't match him and his dreams. But I wish him the best. Uh, Thanks for listening to this episode. I know this was more religious, mainly because for me personally, if God is at the core of my soul, then if you talk to the real me, then you're going to notice that core. That's my belief to share it. And I think that's the same for him, or at least a part of it. But going to continue to share lessons, experimenting with formats to make this more of a podcast, even if it's highly produced. Uh, I put the anchor voice message link. Let me know if talking about a person's story was good. If this short format is good potentially for the future and talking about a person's story. Also, in the future, I'll put a survey link instead, but looking for a good option right now. Really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this late one. Next one should come out next week. This is Nathan M. Again, really appreciate it and thank you.